0: Welcome to Pineapple Talk. In this podcast, we are covering market-driven data that exists to bring together the greatest minds from the pineapple industry. We will cover topics such as supply, demand, terminal markets, data mining, trade events, current events, product trends, and let's not forget about innovation. Pineapple Talk will provide a forum for all the representatives of pineapple-producing countries and their counterparts in the various international markets. Join Will Cavan and Patrick Kelly from the International Pineapple Organization. Hey, Will. What's happening, my man? Great to have you back on the podcast. Pleasure, Patrick. Always great to be here with you. Yeah, man, pineapple talk. Here we are. It's been too long. And like I said, if you've heard some of our other episodes, we've had some great people on the line. And you know what? We've even done an episode on the produce industry podcast with the International Mango Organization. So please go and check that out when you have time. But now we are here talking all things, pineapples. One of my favorite fruits, as you know, Will, I have a pineapple tattooed on my forearm. It goes from my elbow down to my wrist. So anybody that knows me, I'm a huge pineapple fan and I always will be. So Will, what's up, my man? You know, uh, Patrick, we started with the pineapple talk
1: and uh, took a little time off for reflection. And I think there've been a lot of important lessons in there. Um, tropical fruits, you know, just, just were ignored by the consumer for whatever reason. And we got a real good little bump in there, uh, in the industry when, uh, Australian researchers found that Uh, bromelain is an important component in their COVID cure that they're working on. And we've known this for a long time but we're just not getting the message out. It was really shocking to see how consumers turned their back on the tropical fruit section. And of course we didn't get, as importers, any support from USDA on this. And these are American companies. And I think there's a, there's a problem there, you know, with the, either the uh, trade associations or we're not being represented, and we we are a big uh, component, both volume and and uh, and and uh,
0: you know market sector. So oh, I see I those think towers need- and towers of pineapples that are in Costco yeah. and Sam's Club yeah. and all these retailers. I mean, pineapples take up a good majority. Uh, of some of these produce sections. So I do agree because we were talking about that. Most of these companies are imp- American based importers. And so, and like we said, there's said all imported fruit. Now, I understand if it was an exporter out of Costa Rica that was trying to sell to the US, right? No problem. But if this was an American based company importing pineapples that is a staple item 12 months of the year, 365 days it should have been somehow included. And I agree. I mark this day that I am going to start talking to trade associations on how to make it better for pineapples. I'm going to, I'm starting that. I I think it's really important. We were poorly represented. Um, you know, these are
1: multi-billion dollar companies. You're talking Dole, Del Monte, Fife's. you know, they're the top five that are in the rankings there. And then, of course, as you go down through the distribution chain, you get a second tier of of other, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars a year in sales. And and the big loser was the consumer. They didn't get, you know, all the benefits that come from eating pineapple. But, uh, you know, I hope, Uh, first of all, I hope we don't hit a a streak as bad as we did the first go go-round with COVID. I hope we don't see it again. But being pragmatic, you know, we have to prepare for that. But we better get our message out. And we better start talking to our representatives and talking to the USDA, because, you know, they they tried, they tried to respond. And it, it was obviously a chaotic time. And people were, you know, making things up as they went along. But boy, we really got ignored you know a lot more could have been done for the pineapple industry well,
0: no one was talking either i yeah. mean remember how many times yeah. we were trying to get people on the line to talk yeah. about what's happening and we appreciate the people that did and obviously that said they didn't want to be uh, recorded right right um because it was a it was a geez it was a terrifying time right for yeah. a lot of people it was unknowns right a few months back there were so many unknowns for, for the tropical, uh, or sorry, the tropical industry. Yes. But, uh, the pineapple industry, I remember. Specifically.
1: Talking, yeah. Um, yeah, specifically. specifically. And
0: remember I had a couple conversations with those, some of those, uh, CEOs of those large corporations, oh, remember? Yes. And I'll tell you what, it was, uh, it was interesting. I mean, they were, uh, they were talking about weathering the storm, but they yeah. were also still trying to keep that. Oh, everything's everything's good. It's strong. Yeah. It's really, really good. But every time you talk to somebody, you were you were hearing, hearing prices at oh six dollars, seven dollars. Yeah. Oh, we can't get rid of fruit. Um, that was the crazy thing and then here's the interesting thing that I also saw will is that prices were still 399 in some places. Heck, I saw a couple pictures that you sent me remember. They yep. were up near yep. near what was it 699 for a pineapple It was crazy. It was I went crazy. into Northgate markets and they were I
1: saw 99 cents and I know that Aldi runs specials on the East Coast with Del Monte and they hit 99 cents a unit. I thought, oh, boy, I found that on the West Coast. My foot, it was 99 cents a pound. a pound. Paid $6 for a pineapple. I was shocked. But, you know, it's all part of research. So we pay for it. And we know what different markets are doing. We can write it off, True. you know, <laughs> cost of doing business. But uh, let me tell you, here, here's a statistic for you that'll blow your mind. It took 20 years for the pineapple industry to grow. To where they are volume wise right now and it took three months to wipe it all out and that the the key component was food service the building up food service and being able to slice and dice pineapples was so important to grow our uh, volume our industry by 60 percent it took a 20-year path and then it was wiped out within the first two to three months of COVID, and that's where we're stuck right now. We're we're actually the consumer is picking up about forty percent to fifty percent of the volume. And here's the crazy part to all this: the big five, uh Dole has fifty percent market share. You've got Del Monte, Chiquita. Fife's and then Chestnut Hill Farms make up the rest of it, and they're all somewhere between 10 to 15%, the, the other four that come in, um, have not stopped shipping volume. They're stuck with a business yep. model. I guess because they're vertically integrated, it's still a big question mark. They are hemorrhaging. The pineapple category, the volume hasn't stopped year on year, and we know we've lost 60% of the market. These boys are losing money big time. It's it's brutal. And nobody's saying anything about it. <laughs> they're just going on. I mean, they're waiting for the other guy to die, you know? And everybody's choking to death in the same room. And they're thinking, if I can just get one more gulp, you know, I'll corner the market. I, I don't get it. It's it's wild, man. It's This thing is, is playing out. And, and on the ground in Costa Rica, there's just, it's getting, it's horrible. The little growers are getting wiped out. It'll be interesting to see who's left standing, you know, a year from now, but uh, it's, uh, it's wild. A cra- it's it it's a wild ride in the pineapple
0: industry right now. I mean, I remember when I was importing, I, I don't anymore, but it, <laughs> it, was, it was crazy and wild back then. And, and I thought prices were crazy and wild back then, you know, right? And what I've seen today, has been tremendous and i have guys that don't even call back anymore because they're like okay we we're dealing with these certain exporters or importers because i i think their hand has been forced and i think that they're they've got to get this fruit here there's no oh we can't take this many containers no the steamship lines have to be filled up the container boxes need to be filled up and this fruit needs to get off uh, off the plant right so there's a lot of factors that are holding in. But but if we go back a little bit, there's been so much communication though, even out of Costa Rica, that's been saying everything's been good, right? Now, I, I hope it is, right? I, re- I really do. I mean, I've talked to some of those growers over there. Um, I've talked to some importers and they all have different and mixed uh, stories, but we really hopefully, uh, really hopefully, that was a good one, right? Well, we really hope, that uh, they are doing good, and you know what? This brings me back, though, Will, yeah. to our trip in 2014 to Hawaii. Okay, let's rewind the clock a little bit. You and I had a trip. At the International Pineapple Organization went to Hawaii. We met a couple great gentlemen. I remember Dr. Bartholomew. I still have my book signed. I still do, Dr. I Paul. Yeah, Robert it. Paul. Yeah, it was a, it was a great it was a great trip. And we learned a lot. And one thing that you and I were talking about is when we were heading to the airport, is we saw these boxes of pineapples. And the Hawaiian culture, they they would pack these pineapples up in singles and doubles. And you could take them from, you know, Maui back to, you know, your your home state, right? Mm-hmm. And I brought that up a while back. It's like, why are people not doing the individual or the double uh, pineapple boxes, right? Getting more creative and and making it a better customer experience. You know, telling them how to cut the pineapple because the pineapple is a beast. And what I've learned from being here in Florida and Tampa is that everybody tries to grow pineapples in their backyard. Will everybody loves them here? It's not yeah. it's not a, a scary fruit here in the tropical no. world, right, Florida, but it is to a lot of other people. But I think if we did it the right way, we could sell more. Yeah, Flo-
1: you know, Florida is the uh, is the original market for pineapples all up and down from tampa down through the keys uh that was big pineapple country and they used to put them on those little sailboats and sail them out you know and go up the coast get them to the railroads to try and get them to market so there's there's an affinity and and i think you know we talked about it earlier we're, we're, we're not holding hands with the consumer. We need to do more. We need to teach them to grow a pineapple. I mean, my God, it takes a year and a half. It's not like you're going to lose any money by having a guy grow it at home. But, but if people get uh, emotionally involved, you know, watching a pineapple grow, we need to create that culture. And, and we don't have it in the U.S. If you talk about mangoes, our demographic, all these people come from countries where they eat mangoes. It's their potato, but tell me a culture where the pineapple is is uh, is their potato. There isn't one. You know, you have to create a demand for it, and um, we're not doing it as an industry. We really need to work more on that. You know, I mean, we're 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 getting hammered. You can't. I was in Vegas this last weekend. I saw a few people walking around with drinks and a pineapple, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, <laughs> on some level, you know, you're excited. You're, you're like, Whoa, Whoa, with the hospitality yeah, coming yeah. back. Yeah, Slice it up, man. Um, but you know what, y- you were True. telling me earlier about uh, some machinery that brings the food service into the produce department. And that's pretty exciting.
0: Um, do you, do you remember reading about that? No, I did. Uh, I, I, I remember reading it a little bit about it. I know they started to bring some of these pineapple cutting machinery into the stores. It cuts it. It juices it. It does a lot of different things with it. And I, I actually was thinking about that, and I was just like, "This could potentially be something big here." Definitely, definitely.
1: Um, you know, it, we 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 always joke that uh you know cutting a pineapple you and i love doing it but it's natural for us um we've got to do that video about the pineapple takedown you know our different methods there but it's like skinning a a crocodile for the average consumer so without that food service component without somebody doing that heavy lifting for you people just aren't going to be bothered and um this is wonderful we need this type of innovation we need to get the uh the the produce departments to give us a space where people can have their pineapple peeled for them you know it's um,
0: it is true and i've seen that machine I, geez i can't remember if it was a it's a high-end it's it's at a couple high-end stores um mm-hmm. but i have seen it before where you can walk in you put your pineapple in there and it just it like it's it, it, yep. sizzles, it sizzles it like it, it decores yep. it everything it's almost like uh, an fmc extractor for oranges it, it slices yes. it orange cuts it and throws it out of there and it's true because we don't want people cutting our fruit and handling our fruit uh, in the produce department. Obviously, during COVID, those departments yeah. are uh, pretty much shut down. It's shut whole, down. Of, right? There's no self serve anymore. I mean, especially right. in Tampa, but um, I can see that working yeah. so well. And I think that would increase pineapple sales. I mean, it's a little bit of an investment, it's probably a rental machine. But right. I could totally see that. And the same things with sampling. I was talking to a gentleman, uh, Ross Nelson. He's a ex-Lucky's employee. Um, and he was telling me, he's like, sampling, everybody keeps saying sampling's going away. He's like, but he's like, I don't understand why we aren't getting pre-packaged little sample cups made. He goes that are, you know, packaged at the wholesaler distributor. Yeah, like the have apple them, slices. Yeah, yeah, have them cellophane. You put those in the front, you know, in a cooler yep. and it says free samples. He's like, yeah. Mm- that'll probably be cheaper than what we were doing before exactly
1: exactly yeah Mm -hmm. things like that you know and and uh you know i i i started the uh, international mango organization back in 2000 and one of my pet peeves were when you use our industry's commodity as a as a, a brand identity you better have some of our industry's product in it. And the same thing for pineapples, you know. Um, you go through Taco Bell and they're doing a pineapple freeze, but they're not using pineapple juice in it, you know. So those are things that we really need to push, you know, get our get our brand out. Our brand is a commodity like New Zealand did with Kiwis, you know. I mean, get the Kiwi out there. We need to get the, the pineapple into more um, usable products oh, yeah. for the consumers branding
0: branding branding is what i'm getting from you will and i will tell yeah. you this if you look at other commodities and we're going to have to compare but yeah. each of them has a brand the pineapple industry doesn't really have a brand we we no. have uh, we do there's the delmonis and the doles but those are the companies right yeah and we associate yeah. the company with the brand because we know they have all these different uh brands right and right. when i think of chiquita I think of the Chiquita banana, uh, you know, lady, right? I don't think yeah. of Chiquita of the company, but I actually think of that because the way they branded it. When I right. think of Dole and Del Monte, I think of. Bigger things besides pineapple. I think of way different things besides pineapple, yeah. right? And even you know Chestnut Hill Farms. You know right. Raúl's done a great job with the perfect pineapple, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I, I haven't heard anybody come to me and say, "Oh, I got to have myself a dull pineapple, or I got to have myself a um, a perfect pineapple, or I got to have it." And maybe maybe they do. I'm sorry if I'm if I'm misspeaking, Will. But where's the actual brand? Like I said, you're getting a a cuties or a or you know yeah. all these different things that are out there that are grabbing grabbing yeah. consumers and going hey eat me eat me yeah. come on i'm over here i mean that's right. what i'm hearing from you we gotta brand it better guys i mean everybody guys gals we gotta brand this thing and make consumers want to buy pineapples and not be afraid of it
1: yeah i i think there's a, a dynamic going on where companies are fighting at the the, the big five there's there's jockeying for market share but they're not really investing and promoting the commodity and and that needs to be picked up by somebody um you know i i look at the data every day that comes in from the bill of ladings the import data and uh, i'm starting to see which is encouraging all of a sudden second tier companies are stepping in with maybe 40 50 loads a month that weren't there before, and now some of those companies might be a second level of distribution. You know, they might get it from one of the big boys and then have the the accounts where it's actually sold to. But it's 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 encouraging now to see people who had been sitting out because that's what really happened. The the big five kept their commitments. They were basically had the shipping lines or had the commitments with the shipping lines, and uh, and didn't want to give up on that uh on that time volume component of it and what happened was all the second tier guys uh, the 30 loads a month you know the and up um just sat out and we're gonna see who comes back we're gonna see if their farmers are still around you know or they're out of business um you know it, it, i mean we'll can see. you hold
0: that card i mean maybe there was an act of god and maybe that's why we didn't uh, see some of these players come in because i i've seen the data as well and I've seen a lot of guys drop off and I saw obviously some numbers increase, um, but you're right, maybe, maybe that did happen. Maybe some of these guys pulled the act of God on the, on the steamship lines and the growers and the growers had to find places to sell their fruit, right? Um, right. And, and like you said, I've, I've been in that import world and I can tell you it, anywhere, if you let a grower grow, I mean, regardless, it's, it's hard to get them back because they're going to enter into something new with someone else they're always probably still going to sell to you, but is it going to be at that level where you were buying 10, 15 containers a week versus now they might start you out as going, Hey, I've got an agreement now, you know, so this guy took care of me or, you know, his commitments went through and that's the hardest thing with COVID with all of this. I mean, with, even with the pineapple category, a lot of different categories is that, is that business going to be there next year? I mean, there's how, how do you forecast right now for pineapples? I mean, what are we looking at for next year, 2021? I have no idea. I mean, it's crazy. Yes, it is. And and it's not just isolated the North
1: American market. Europe uh, did a, a 180 on the pineapple imports, you know, they dropped radically, probably even harsher than the US. And um, where do you go with it? You know, it's it's tough. And then you've got the, the growers, you know, you, you think about new markets, but they're already being serviced. You know, the Philippines has two of the largest Plantations in the world. Uh, Indonesia's coming on strong, gaining more uh, acreage all the time. And uh, going back to your story about Hawaii, I think our big takeaway was we learned about the the, the CO2, the 7350, and we learned uh, how non-acidic it was compared to the MD2. And and we're not giving our uh, not giving the consumer choices. And it's sad to see the the industry just uh, blindfolded and just following behavior that uh, that we need to correct and 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 to build a receptivity for for our product, you know. And and how sweet those pineapples grown in Hawaii, the CO2s the 50s compared to md2s the 73 114s you know and um, i don't see any marketers taking that risk you know stepping out you'd certainly if you stress the difference i think people were afraid everybody md2 was a juggernaut and everyone didn't even want to say i have something else but the consumer never got a choice and I think given a choice, if you did blind tastings, man, you know, we didn't we picked it up immediately, you know, Australia, that's all they, they uh, grow and sell, you know, they have some others and, uh, but, but primarily the 7350s, what Australia and Hawaii grow and, and consumed. And that, that brings us to uh, another uh, topic is the uh, Melee Kalima. The honey uh, cream pineapple. Mm,
0: yep, there's been right. some
1: exciting movement on that. Um, the founders of it are are selling their patent. They had it patented, and Doctor Bartholomew was involved in the process. And it, it, it's it's an insane piece of fruit. What do you say the bricks is normally on on a pineapple when when you cut them open here?
0: Oh man. G- Wait, you remember wait, wait, from your No, no hold on. Days? I was gonna say getting a rejection or not getting a rejection. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I mean <laughs> that So you always, know
1: you're talk you know you're talking about a twelve, right? Twelve I bricks. Gonna, um, I was
0: realistically gonna say it's gonna be below thirteen, probably about a twelve yeah, five. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the Melee Kalima gets up to twenty seven bricks in um, the what summer. That, time. I don't
0: even know what that would taste like. Ooh. Oh it's sugar. Oh it's gosh. sugar.
1: They sent me Frankie and Lynn, um, from Frankie's Nursery that developed it sent me a box through the mail, wrapped in newspaper in a sealed cardboard box. It was delayed and it that. was still yeah. off the charts. If you go to the pineapple blog, there are pictures of it. The fruit looked super ripe, but it was delicious. It was like candy. And um, we had a, an, an interview, a, a writer for the New, York, New Yorker magazine, a guy named uh, Chase Purdy. He wrote a book about artificial meats, about the industry, and um, we've been in discussions. He's really fascinated. He got to sample it and he's just crazy about it. So to let our audience know that, that, you know, there's a lot of, of talk out there, alternatives, and that's what we need to be thinking about. We can't just be lemmings and following, you know, the big guys over the cliff there.
0: Yeah, because so, it seems like that's what happens a lot. I mean, yeah. you just follow, we follow what's out there. And, and it's hard, too, right? I mean, think about it. You go back to your Steve Jobs. You know, he says, you know, you don't know what you want until I show it to you, right? Exactly. I mean, hence the, the, all the Apple devices. But it, it's just crazy. And I think that when I was in Hawaii with you, it's like I was having a pineapple with everything. And, and when we visited, Renee and I, my wife, uh, visited the uh, Polynesian Cultural Center, um what it was on the list it was a pineapple smoothie i was like get me one of those in the pineapple i'm like yeah. get, you know round two get me another one i mean yeah. because the pineapples uh they were a really really good piece of fruit and i think that hawaiian pineapple that that gold pineapple or what was it 7350 yeah it, that, the sure it was 50. Like a, yeah, the 7350 but it was, i think it was yeah. that maui gold we had because we were yeah. over at the maui um was right it the
1: maui when Club? we visited uh uh Maui gold pineapple yep, yeah, yep with darren darren and the crew there yeah and that
0: and that I'm telling you Good times. like you could just eat pineapple after pineapple after pineapple after pineapples yeah. so. without getting blisters on your tongue yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah Man, don't stop. You're bringing me back, like we're yeah. down memory lane here, and we yeah. were going to talk about walking. Remember that? You know, we went to a shrimp truck. We walked on the beach. We had a great time. Will and I had a yeah. great time. If you want to join yeah. the International Pineapple Organization, contact yeah. us. We have a great time. Um, yes, the field and and working out there. So, um, but I agree, Will. What what can we expect though, man? I mean, with all this, I would say not. It's not negative. It's just real talk. With all the yeah. real talk and real uh, things that are happening. You know what's on the horizon, though. We gotta have some positivity come in. We gotta have something to look forward to.
1: Well, you know, it's we. The thing we're all waiting for is the food service to come back online. And until that happens, it's gonna be a rough road to hoe. You know, that's it's just sad, but it's true. Once we get through this COVID, hopefully, this time next year, you know, it'll all be in the rearview mirror. Yeah, Um, tourists
0: is a big thing. I agree with you. I think it wants the tourist industry, the food service industry, because that's the thing. cruise ship lines, they take so much
1: pineapple. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. So I I do. I agree with you. And I I hope it all comes back. I mean, realistically, I mean, I want to. Eventually it will. Eventually
1: it will. I think we're going to get a bounce, you know, once we get through this, uh, waiting for the vaccines to come out
0: yeah i was gonna say it's 2020 people you know if we want to get really funny i I can say something really funny and will and i won't say anything but it's an election year everyone it's 2020 there's all kinds of funny things that will be happening there was funny things in 2016 yeah yeah (laughs) is not Um, showing us anything definitely
1: yeah, you know, uh, speaking of surprises, we'll probably have a, a, a virtual, another virtual conference uh, coming up maybe in the next two to three months. So that's what we want our audience to stay tuned for. Um, you know, we we uh, were waiting for Gulfport. You know, Jonathan Daniels, our good friend at Gulfport, moved to uh, Port Everglades, and he's doing a great job over there and uh you know along the same lines his quote was uh, this isn't the job i i interviewed for you know we're living in a whole different environment but i think uh you know we'll be able to get together with our friends uh in a face-to-face which is really the model that works so well for us the incredible networking that takes place at our events and, and the leaders that always step up to the plate, you know, and, and share their experiences and are willing to, to talk, you know, there are a lot of people that don't want to say anything and just listen, but that's okay too, you know, um, that's what we're here for, to share information and technology with people. We want to make the industry stronger and, and better. So we'll see everybody in, in 2021, but in the meantime, we'll keep on commenting on, on things that are going on
0: yeah for sure and we're, we're behind the scenes working as hard as we can i know that i've been attending more uh public forums um doing a lot of more networking because i'm trying to get the feel of what's happening out there i can't wait i was looking forward to going to Gulfport. Gosh, gosh i mean i'm gonna say it um the new port the casino i mean everything that the aquarium was, just opened yeah oh, aquarium, we were gonna be on the I mean, front end so of that fun things that we were gonna uh, yeah. be able to experience with the international pineapples organization but don't worry listen we are still here. We are not going anywhere. And as Will has always said, we will report the good, the bad, the ugly, but we will always be here. So we appreciate it, everyone, for listening today. Will, always great to have a conversation with you. And we'll look forward to seeing everyone next time. Thank you, Patrick. Always a pleasure to talk to you, buddy. You've been listening to Pineapple Talk with Will Kavan and Patrick Kelly. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud to get the freshest episodes. For more, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at International Pineapple Organization or our website at www.ipineappleorg.com. Until next time, stay calm and be a pineapple.